Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, B-Fan Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and as always, thank you for giving me your time. Today is a more, what will we even call this episode? This is an interview. This is a birthday special. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to be that close to I me. I know, I realized after. Yeah, after you can see this. Sorry, guys. All right, so, yeah, I'm with my friend, Samara, and she's helping me, well, help interviewing me for. I will be doing the interview. Yeah, but it'll be more like a conversation, but I guess more center-focused. On, get to know, know Austin, yeah, the I man guess. behind the mic. Yeah, so I turn, well, technically, I don't know. What would I say? Technically, I'm 19 because mm-hmm. my body is still on, like, Eastern time. Well, it's technically not because you've been in L.A., for, back in L.A. for another mm, month or okay. two. So. so I'm not 19 yet. No, you're an L.A. boy right now. To my so. mom, I'm 19, but to myself and everybody mm-hmm. around me, I'm just, I'm only 18. So He's just 18. I'm just a boy. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, let's just hop straight into it. Anything you have. Okay. So first, can you drop the full name, full government name? The full, with my middle name too? Yes. Austin Xavier Enix. I like that. Is there any meaning? Like, did your parents pick your name for any reason? Uh, no, it first started off hyphenated. So it was like okay. Austin Covington Enix. And oh, I then like I had that. a best friend, like, like. Before preschool, I guess you could say monastery school. Yeah. And it was his middle name was Xavier, so I'm like, fuck this uh, hyphenated stuff. I'm, I'm going to the middle name life, and we end up getting the same middle name. That's cool. So you like legally changed? Your, yeah. That's nice. I've always wanted to legally change my name, or yes. like, no, I wouldn't. But yeah. like, I think that's a cool, cool vibe. Yeah. And where are you from? I'm from Detroit, Michigan. You can bring the mic down. Like you could put it right. You could put it on the the armrest right there. Like here. Yeah, and it'll still pick you up. That's crazy. Look, you can see on the little thing. Hello, hello. Okay. Yeah, yeah it works. Good. Okay, tell me about your upbringing in Detroit, Michigan. I yeah. know you went to an all boys high school, but what was it like when you were a little boy? And like mom and dad, regular school. Um, both of my parents were separated, like, from the time I was born. I don't even think they was together before I was born. I don't know what they were doing to, like, say, all right, let's bring two kids into the world now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, whatever. I'm still glad that they did it. Whatever they was going through, I'm pretty sure it was right for them at the time. So I respect that, and I wouldn't be here right now without right. those choices. But, um, I don't know. It was To me, it was really hectic growing up because mm-hmm. it was a lot of going back and forth between yeah. houses. And then, not just going from mom's house to dad's house, but them also growing up into themselves and then, like, moving literally from house to house while moving from house to house. So, it was like... Did they have you when you were young? um, Oh, sorry, when they were young. No, I think my mom was, like, she was born in 1982. She had 21. That's young. My dad was 24. That's That's young. That's young. That is crazy because I would be that age in two I'm years. I'm turning 20 this year. Like tw- I cannot imagine having a child oh, wow. in a year. Okay, yeah. You're right. That is, I guess, yeah, that is really young. But, yeah, they were young. So they were still figuring it out. So I'm moving from house to house to house to house. And it's, I'm not really sure how to conceptualize time as a kid. So it's yeah. like, I don't know. I didn't really see a problem with it mm-hmm. growing up because I'm like, this is life. Because that's yeah, something you know, that's like else. always been a part of me. But. One thing I pointed out in an essay that I just wrote for my mind and body class is that that brought a lot of stress into yes. my life. Like, especially in terms of just going places mm-hmm. now, when it comes time to like 
get ready to leave yeah i get like super anxious because, yeah i know what you mean yeah because the switch times would be on sundays at 6 30 yeah so it was like i woke up and my entire day was dedicated to trying to make sure i had everything mm -hmm. i needed for that week to go to the next house and if i i felt like if i would have forgot something it would have been a long time since i saw it. so i have a fear just overly checking stuff before i leave yeah. the house so I'll even bring stuff I don't even need. Like it'll be a sunny day, and I'll be like, "What yeah. do I need this umbrella?" So yeah, just in I'll, case. Yeah, I bring. I know what you mean. So it's a big just in case thing, and I get super anxious and stressed when it comes to like leaving and going places. And I think that's what causes like my car to get messy, along with maybe ADHD. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so back to the whole parent situation. So that that was that. But I really did stay busy as a child. So. Along with going to school, switching houses and stuff, I was really into extracurricular, so like a bunch of sports. I started out with soccer, and for the record, my parents were always just so supportive in anything that I did. No matter what it was I mm -hmm. did, they was like, all right, even if we not talking or not on good terms or whatever they had going on, I was grown folk business. Facts. We going to both support Austin the right. equal amount. Yeah. Whatever we got going on has nothing to do right. with our child and they did that with both of their children my older sister as well but this is my episode right so, <laughs> this is but, his guys yeah, shut up this is my, shut up this is my austin's talking yeah but uh so if it was soccer football basketball baseball in high school i got in the track i learned how to swim i was going to archery practice okay archer uh, yeah i learned how to golf so whatever it was i was doing it was like all right that's what you're doing. We got it. But it was never, they never taught me to just pursue something at 50%. It was always, oh my God. if you're going, yes. if you're going into something, make sure your heart yes. is in it. Yes. And even if your heart not in it for the rest of your life, at least make sure it's in it for that period of time that you went to it. So for, I don't know how long I'm going to be in the podcasting, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least this is something I'm taking super serious. I don't take this shit lightheartedly, you know right. what I mean? So it's something that I really want to get into, learn how to do, and gain any type of skill and knowledge that I can and bring people along the way with me. So if it was someone I end up dropping in the next year or two, at least I put all my effort into it and I still walk away with the how skills. Do you, how do you feel about, like, the idea of, like, going all in on something, mm -hmm. but then it not working out? But it's like you already like it's like you know the sunk cost fallacy, sunk cost fallacy. where it's like you've already put something you're like not into it anymore and you mm -hmm. don't want to be into it. But it's like well, damn, I already put all this effort, so I may as well keep going. Oh. But like, do you give yourself the permission to like jump around and like be fully committed to lots of different things at different times? Yeah, yeah. And people say it's very bad to multitask, but. I really like to just be a multifaceted person. I, yeah. I think if I was the type of person to just stick with stuff because I felt the obligation to, yeah. I wouldn't be able to connect with as many as people as Facts. I do now. Facts. Like uh, uh, People see me, you know, greeting all types of people, all different types of yeah. people, young, old, and they like, how do you know so many people? But it's, it's really just because I'm, I understand so many different things on so many different levels that it's easy for me to yeah. pick out pieces and points and people that I can connect with and then just connect with them like right. that. So 
flashback to you like yeah. hugging the professor first <laughs> yeah. day of marketing class that was so funny yeah was, i was like sitting with my friend and we were like off on the side and in comes austin <laughs> in a like, yellow ass hoodie yes like class is about to start he sees the professor this is the first day and this is like this older guy huge room they give each other a hug or like chit chatting i'm like of course austin like of all people yeah like know who this man is and this is buddy buddy it's 200 people in this class yeah, was, too, that so. was like that was just such a of course like and I, okay austin, i walked in kind of late too. yeah you like, did it, it you was like the last people yeah, in there walk in and, it was, and you see the professor and you're you're already besties i'm like yeah oh what's up and he like man what's up so yeah it's just my ability to be in so many different things but actually give it my attention my my viewpoint on i'll say uh multitasking is you're doing stuff you're doing a lot of things but you're doing it half-heartedly you know what i mean i know it's hard to like expand yourself out on different like areas yeah in that case multitasking can be super draining but if it's like if you're just interested in a lot of different stuff, yeah, just pursue it until you until it just starts to drop. So <laughs> if, say I'm just saying like if you like art, radio, movies, and music, right? Mm -hmm. And every time you go into it, you're giving it all you can, and then you feel like you know what this music thing not working for me, but I learned this these skills from it. Mm -hmm. I can maybe put that. I could take that energy I was putting into music. And put it into radio. So now you got art, movies, and radio. Facts. You, you watch. That's actually a really good perspective. Like yeah. it's all building on top. Like on top everything's of each building other. on top. To like so just thing. yeah. So yeah. now you you got art, and you say, mm, I'm just not into drawing right now. It's not like if you stop, you unlearning how to draw. Yeah. When you get back to it, you might not be as good, but you still got the the basic foundation of art. So it's like, all right, I'm not too much into art. It takes a lot of time. I want to focus on. Movies and radio. So now you take everything that you learn from art and uh, music and you put it inside movies and radio. And then out of those two, you either end up combining them and just putting all your energy towards whatever you just made. Or another one end up dropping and you end up picking the latter. You know what I'm saying? So just take everything that you have and everything that you've learned and just use it to the best of your ability. And I'm not saying you got to remember everything you did, but just... Start to take note on things that you, that shit is just that starts to pile up. Like I'll say for sports, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to the league anytime mm -hmm. soon, but I took all the lessons that I learned in sports yeah. and I put them towards how I pursue everything else I do. So in terms of discipline, you got to be disciplined with your art and sports and you got to be willing to sit out on stuff to be ready for the game the next day right the same thing I, I prepare the same way for class and tests it's like yeah i gotta be able to sit some stuff down yeah so i'm at full capacity the next day and then another thing in sports that i learned was um my coach mccauley he was one of my track coaches he said hydrating starts now and what he meant by that is if you got a track meet on saturday you're not going to start drinking water for the meat on Friday night. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's the same thing as cramming the day before the test. You might be in those type of situations, but stay out of those situations as often as you can. If it pops up, so be it. You're going right. to live to see another day. But try to keep yourself out of those situations if you can help it. So at the beginning of the week, I'm hydrating. I'm studying on Monday if my fucking test is 
in the right. next two weeks. So I'm studying two weeks before. I'm hydrating now. Yeah. And the earlier that you hydrate, the less water the less water a day you have to drink, you know, if that makes sense. So instead of chugging True. two yeah. gallons in one night, I can spread those two gallons out over the course of two weeks and be hydrated by the time I get to the game or get to the test. Those numbers are very, like, miscued, but... No, I, I, I get it. It makes sense. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Okay, so we're Austin. We're growing up. <laughs> we're going from house to house. 6.30 comes around. OMG. <laughs> What happens when we get to high school? What is high school oh, like? I know you went to an all-boys all school. school. And I, I say this because I went to an all-girls school. Yeah. All-girls Catholic school. My younger brother, he goes to an all-boys school um, that's, like, really close to USC. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're one of the few people on this campus who, like, can relate has, to that. Yeah, can, like, relate to that experience. Mm -hmm. And his high school, Austin's, is similar to my brother's high school because yeah. it's a Jesuit school and it's, like, a predominantly white school or like a nicer school in the middle mm -hmm. of like the quote unquote the hood yeah. like you know a bunch of people of color around so yeah tell so, me about that mm, i feel like i gotta give a little bit of perspective on i guess you could say like elementary middle school first before i could jump into high school so elementary and middle school dog i ain't gonna lie I ran them halls because I went to the same like he school. He ran the halls. I'm telling okay. you, dog. Like okay, it was times like even in like kindergarten, first grade, I was teaching kids how to read because the the neighborhood of the school, mm. my school ended up going from a test only school and we moved buildings to uh, a neighborhood school. So you got all these neighborhood kids yeah. coming in. That's it's not their fault that they either got like learning deficiencies or learning disabilities or whatever or they just not picking up on information as fast as i was i was always learning from people older than me i was blessed to be raised by my great grandparents and my great great i, I met wow, my that's crazy i met my great great grandma that's i met my awesome. great grandma wow. I, I lived with my grandparents for a minute i lived with i had so many sets of like elders yeah. around me just feeding knowledge into yeah. me at the same time as having old old soul parents yeah. that were you know what i'm saying they they had their own uh faults and stuff or whatever they was going through but they were still able to pour into me That's just awesome. all the stuff that they knew so even as a baby your brain is like still malleable so from the ages zero to seven is when you want to pour all the information into a child because that's what's going to take them to the next step anyway so kindergarten first grade second grade i'm teaching kids how to read how to spell their name this this and that Shout oh, out so to Miss Thompson been a for teacher. that. Yeah, so like, because Austin was my calc teacher. He was my <laughs> second calc teacher. Yes, last semester. man, that was that was fun. But it was like, yeah, so those grades, and then uh, you know, fifth to sixth grade, get to middle school, more or less the same. But at this point, I didn't met people coming in and out of school because I've been there like one of the longest. So it's mm -hmm. like I know the faculty, I know the teachers, I'm cool with all the teachers, I know the principal, I'm good with the vice principal. Right. I know Mrs. Ray in the office. So it's like I got yeah. pool and leeway around the school and I'm still getting good grades at the same time. So this is who I'm building myself up to be as I'm growing up. I remember I got to eighth grade and it was uh <laughs> Ms. I don't know if I want to keep dropping names. Miss G W, that's what we'll call her. If this episode ever gets to her, she'll know who she is. But it'll be days where she's like, you know, Austin, I didn't eat lunch today. Teach the math class. So she'd give me the pen That's and the crazy. book. And the, uh, That's crazy. And the whiteboard. And I would go up and I would 
teach the class and people will be listening to me That's asking wild. questions and I'm sitting there doing all this stuff and it's like algebra too and I'm like all right the people just had it was just people trusted me at such an early age and I, yeah. I, I feel like I had a responsibility to lead from very early mm -hmm. on even if I was it like a a welcomed responsibility or were you, did you feel like burdened by it or like it was like a lot oh it was just time. something that I just felt came extremely natural and I used to deny it because I used to be insecure about it and feel like if I don't know all the answers, I'm going to fail everybody yeah. around me. But I'm like, well, you know, if they trust me enough to ask me the questions or to come to me for help, it must be something that it must be something in me that they see that I can't see in myself. So it's either I'm going to have to pretend like I see it in myself yeah. or just learn to get to know myself to understand that, yeah, Austin, you you are headed the game further than you think you are. And I think that happens for a lot of people. I said this in an episode with my friend Giovanni that a lot of the times we don't see our own uh, potential. It's mm -hmm. hard to recognize your own potential, but yeah. people watching you grow up from the outside looking yeah. in can see how you change as a person. So right. people perceiving me is different than how I can perceive myself. Right. Just from a just from a being a human standpoint, it's hard to observe yourself if you're not meditating for 20 years straight in the cave. Right. Okay, so I want you to talk about high school, but I'm going to ask the question. Like, okay. how do you, I want to know how you perceive yourself. How do I perceive myself? Like, later, myself? not now. Oh, later. I want to, like, go chronologically. So we're right. out of, you're teaching the class in eighth grade. Yeah, so. Now we're in high school. Yeah, we move on to high school, and I end up going to a school that nobody in my eighth grade class went to. Right. UAD Jesuit High School. It was, like, to me, it was unknown because I grew up in the city, like, in the city city so i'm thinking about if you're from detroit you'll know what i'm talking about i'm thinking about king high school Cass high school renaissance those like the, the triple threats that's where all the, the city kids go the neighborhood kids everybody they know each other they pick one out of those three schools and mm -hmm. there's other schools around the way schools you don't want to fall into like east right. english village and denby and then like nah you don't want to be there dog so okay. man so the way I got into UAD Jesuit, I took a fucking high school placement test my eighth grade year that my dad made me take that I tried to fail. The HSPT? Did, no, not is even that. that. The same one, or what is? What do you guys take on the East Coast? Because I think they're. I mean, I think it's the high school placement test was the one that you took to get into the the the, the big three or like the city schools. This oh, was a private okay. school, so you no. got to take day placement tests. So your because I the private schools here they all take the. HSBT, and then there's a one more, but I don't remember what it's called. Oh, okay. So I took a general one, and I took whatever U and okay. D had. Like that was big okay. test. Their special school. So I go there, man. I pulled up without a pencil. I barely had a calculator, and I met one of my best friends now. Like today, his name mm -hmm. Sean. Sean gave me a pencil for the test, man. I take the test. Oh wait, this, that's so cute. Yeah, and this this months before I even thought about even going yeah. there or even understood what was going on. So skipping forward. I went to this basketball camp over the summer, and I was just balling out. That's when I was into uh, basketball at the time. Mm -hmm. The uh, basketball coach see me. He was like, he was just he. You could tell he was observing me, and I ended up meeting another one of my best friends. Two of my best friends. One of them passed away sadly. Oh. But uh. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah, one of them passed away, but the other one is Julian, and I'll say the one that passed away is Solomon, bro. Rip that dude. He was a really good guy, and I wish we would have got closer before. What happened to him happened. But Julian was one of the guys that was like, dog, you got to come to UAD. And I'm like, man, whatever, nigga. Like, I ain't really paying attention yeah. to it. So um, 
I start to think about it, and I'm like, dang, this could be a good school or whatever. I'm not knowing what the school about, understanding Catholicism. I don't know yeah. what that is. I don't know what Jesuits are. I just yeah. know it's a nice private school. We hooping. So mm-hmm. basketball coach see me, Coach Donnelly, he like, man, where you going to go to high school at? And I'm like, I guess Cash Tech, you know what I'm saying? That seemed like the best option because King is a good school, but it wasn't as good as it used to be before. Mm-hmm. So it's like Cash Tech, like my next best option. So I was going to go to Cash. I didn't got in, got my classes and stuff. So I'm just here with them playing around. He like, nah, you need to come here. And I'm like, why? He like, dog, just finish your application. I'm like, who going to pay for that? Because private school is not free. Right. So he like, the did I ask you about all that? Like, hey, I said finish the application. So I'm telling my mama, finish the application. And she all like, what application? So she not even knowing that I'm putting myself in these positions to where I'm giving myself the opportunity. And then my parents just reacting to it. Yeah. And it's not something that they get mad at. It just catch them by surprise. And they yeah. just be like, what the hell is he doing outside the house? How is he? Yeah. So were you just like independent, just doing your, I guess you've just always been in your own world. Yeah. Like, so doing your own thing. now all of a sudden I got an offer to go to a private school with the scholarship. They set it up. I got the scholarship and stuff. So I didn't have to pay as much as people that were paying the full tuition, almost right. like USC. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I put myself in that position. I get into high school and boom, we get to the first day. I skip there, man, for one. <laughs> I ain't know it was all boys till I stepped oh, up that's in there. So that. funny. It's till I stepped up in there, and I'm like, mm, maybe the girls late. No, <laughs> maybe the girls uh, at the building across. Maybe we get to see them more often than I think. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we have events with them. So uh, it's I'm not really grasping the fact that I'm in here with all dudes, and it was new because growing up, I've been to school with all types of you know boys and girls and. I went to school with a lot of Bangladesh people. So I get, is that in Asia, Bangladesh? Yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's in like, India or like near India. Yeah, it's a part of the, is Asia a continent, first off? So we need to go to geography class. Yeah, we do. And I, I suck at geography. So like if I'm saying you suck, but yeah, Asia Asia's a continent. Okay, we know that much. And Bangladesh is it's inside like, Asia. I think it's like Southeast. Yeah, somewhere. I'm not going to butcher it just in case they listen. I love y'all. I got so much respect for anybody that practices the muslim religion but back to what i was saying so i'm like man what so one is getting adjusted to all boys two yes now, between um thailand and india and all right cool Myanmar, but. all right that's cool so just getting adjusted to it i got julian that's my friend mm-hmm. so it's like i know him but you know he got his dudes because he's right. been there since like seven or eighth grade mm-hmm. so he got them, so I'm just floating around for like the first couple of weeks. I'm seeing people, I'm meeting people here and there, and I don't know. I was like the weird kid because I just didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Like I had my suit coat on and stuff because I thought we were supposed to wear suit coats every day. So they like, yeah. they like this dude still got his suit coat on. I'm like, yeah, laughing point. I'm like, we ain't supposed to be wearing this. Month. Like we're the rule book at. I'm not reading the handbook, so I'm meeting people That's to so like. Funny. Yeah, so it's. It, <laughs> Just that first few weeks of getting adjusted was like, uh, and then all of a sudden things just start to click. So I'm figuring out the classes. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to have to get adjusted to this work life first because yeah, uh, I ain't never had no workloads like this and this is new to me. So I'm yeah. getting into that. And I don't even know. I think it was through sports get men through a lot of stuff. If, if, a, if a guy finds out that you know how to play a sport Y'all going to be cool because it's like, oh, he's good at this sport. Now when y'all playing a sport, 
it's not much. It's not about skill, even though when you're good, it gives you a little bit of advantage. But it's like, oh, now we can socialize over this one That's thing. That's so interesting. It See, was, I go to, went to an all girls school, so like I'm still yeah, like observing yeah. men, and I'm like, wow. So I'll tell you it's this: different. It, it was this study that was like, um, how did the study go? It was like men aren't good at meeting each other, like just face to face. We gotta be doing, doing something. Yeah, yeah. I so remember hearing. We that gotta somewhere. be actively doing something. So that's why you'll find like guys who are super into cars have to work mm -hmm. on a car while they just open up to yeah. their deepest life secrets. Like we have to have a task that's keeping that part yeah. of our brain I get it. That wants to block out the emotional part of ourselves. Yeah. I, I'm assuming. And we gotta keep that part occupied and we can open up on yeah, the back Yeah, I totally end. get that. Yeah, so it's like I'm playing football outside. I'm playing I'm playing football for like intramural football. If anybody know intramural sports are doing football, doing basketball. So they figuring out that, oh, he's cool. So now I'm just talking to people, talking to people. I'm getting cool with the white kids in class. They find out I'm smart. So now we working on stuff together. And high school was not like college. I'm going to tell you all right now. Uh, in all boys schools, we all got each other back. I'm not going to give up all the methods, but understand that we working smarter and not harder. <laughs> Some kids in there is studying their ass off. Other ones is like getting it, but we all helping each other get by. That's where the brotherhood part come from. Because it's like, if we're going to be in this together, bro, I'm not about to be in here I just feel the same struggling way about by myself. I'm not struggling by myself. I feel the this. same way about college. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, no, we just get super close. I, one thing I feel like different differentiates uh private and public is public yeah you can help each other but you're not gonna get as much as that uh friendship part you know what i'm saying friendships are easy to come and go inside of a big public school but mm. in a private school it's like okay it's just over a thousand of us and then uh like uh, maybe 200 in our no 165 in our class see that's even like, bigger than my school yeah so it's like we got each other, so you got to get each other back, and that forces you to grow a bond with each other. Mm -hmm. Man, so just going through high school, ninth grade, I end up finishing off smooth. I joined the basketball team. People are like, Austin's really good at basketball. Austin's a really cool guy. We're all friends, so I'm meeting people, getting to know people. Tenth grade year come around, you know, second year back. Now I'm building on relationships because people are coming back in, and, and then we get a chance to build on relationships, mm -hmm. and then we... COVID ended up happening like, yeah. Oh, COVID happened my ninth. That was year. your freshman year. Yeah, so I did wow. not really get to experience high school. High school. Yeah. Yeah. COVID so, changed everything. It did. And like, not really the best way. Yeah. Not even gonna lie, but because my brother's high school experience is like way different than mine because yeah. he had most of his time on campus. Yeah, I was just at the crib. So yeah, we all get close together. That that freshman year, COVID happens, so we all. Now we all helping each other through this new technology age of school. So you would imagine we getting even closer because it's like, right. you got this homework. I got this homework. How do you do this? I know how to do that. So would Let you say it was more this. about like the school school of it that like, like brought you guys together and gave you that sense of brotherhood? Or was it like the, like the struck, the school's mission statement and like who they were as an organization? You know. Or like a little bit of both? I, I'll say it's a little bit of both because especially in Detroit, I'm pretty sure this go across all Catholic schools across the nation. But I know in Detroit, we got our, we got our, 
we got the Catholic League. You know what I'm saying? So you got yeah, you got my Catholic school, and then you got the Catholic League. So you got U of D Jesuit, De La Salle, Brother Rice, Catholic Central, and Saint Mary's. They have a Saint Mary's here. Yeah, that's like the oh, and Loyola, but uh, Loyola, that's like have, that's where my brother goes. To Loyola, it's, but that's like the big five or six, and uh -huh. it's like yeah, we talk, we we rivals with each other, but the whole idea of the Catholic League is like. At the end of the day, yeah, we went to different schools, but me and you got an experience yeah. that we can relate on, even mm -hmm. though it might not have been the same exact one. We it's understand. A experience. We yeah. understand where we're coming from. So that That's alumni cool. network go from just your school to the entire category. Yeah. So it's not just you a D Jesuit I got connections to, but it's like now I know people at De La Salle, Brother Rice, Catholic Central. Yeah. St. Mary's, because you play against these kids in different sports your whole time there, and you get to know them, and y'all get closer, and then y'all guys, so it's like, I don't know, mm -hmm. the guy bond different, so, I don't know, uh, 10th grade, that went smooth, 11th grade, I don't know, we was just getting back in, but at this point, a lot of the faculty know me, I'm cool with all my mm -hmm. teachers, because I've always been the type of person to interact with my teachers. The chatterbox. Yeah, and not even like, not even on like I want to be the uh, no you just, teacher's pet. No, you just like talking like it's just like it's, just, it's natural. We were yeah. sitting in oh, we had our math class together last year, and it would be him and the professor like <laughs> just the whole time. Yeah, it's, it's me. This me and his class at this point. Nobody wants to talk. That makes me so mad. Nobody. I just likes can't to sit still for that class. long. Like I need to say something. Yeah, stay engaged. Yeah, so I'm like, well, let me. Uh, so. Always been the type to stay in contact with my teacher, ask some questions, never be afraid to ask questions. I've never been actually I got insecure about looking stupid when I got really uh I don't know, self conscious of myself, like of how I looked and who I was and what I was becoming. When was and, like, this? This was ooh. This was like fourth fifth grade. Fifth grade? This was like very early on. Like I remember yeah. I remember shit happening in monastery school. I was like three, four years old. Like, uh -huh. I can remember back that far. Yeah. And even a little further. So it's like I've been conscious for a long time. So yeah. a lot of the things that get to people later in life really hit me early. Uh -huh. So I'm in fourth, fifth grade, like, who is it that I wanna be? Like yeah. so I'm asking my that's yeah. asking myself that question then and this <laughs> I'm glad I kinda did because I I didn't get the exact answer, but I at least mm -hmm. sparked, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Got the spark, got to start the fire. That's an analogy I was developing on, uh, I guess, I, I couldn't tell you, maybe yesterday or today. Was it today? Yeah, it was today. And it was like, to start a fire, the fire doesn't just start a blaze. It doesn't just happen, you know what I'm saying? You need the the flint and the stone, right? Ain't that yeah. what the flint and yeah? The I don't flint. know anything about that, know. but the Boy I Scouts, y'all can come correct me if I'm wrong. My like God, brother Michael was a Boy Scout. My brother's a Boy Scout. Yeah, so maybe they could come on. I'll <laughs> he take might the, be able to. I'll take the heat for that, but yeah. I know you got to use flint. It sounds know? right. And then you got stone. You know what I'm saying? But boom, you spark. You got to find those first, and then you got to hit them together to yeah. make the spark. And then you got to take the spark to this. Little piece of uh, I don't know, like not wire, but um, something that's flammable, I guess. In nature, something that's flammable, like hay or some shit. Yeah, something grass, close to hay. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. dead grass. And you got to put it Wigs. on the dead grass, and you take the dead grass and you put it inside the twigs, and you start little, and then you put some oxygen into it, and then you, and then you uh, you build on top of that, 
and that's really what life is. You you got to pick up some tools and just start going at it and figure mm-hmm. out the next step and the next step and the next step. And sometimes your fire may go out and sometimes you might have to start over from the beginning. Sometimes you may be able to save yourself and just blow on the fire, give it oxygen, just give it a little bit extra attention. And then your flame will start up again. And the wood that you got to keep the fire going with would just be adding on new experiences, being able to keep learning, just being able to add to yourself. You are the fire. You got to be able to add to yourself. And as you add to yourself, your your flame will grow. You know what I'm saying? And eventually one day you run out of stuff and your flame dies out. And then you I mean, I know that was big mortality moment right there, but yeah. So I don't know. Back to what I was saying, though. Like, I've never been, like, super scared to ask a question or look stupid. And it's just simply because, one, I learned once you ask the question, 50 other people going to raise right. their hand. Because you just got to be the kickstarter to the question yeah. starter. And a lot, of people, a lot of people are okay with being followers, if that makes sense. We, we, we have natural leaders, and then we have... Natural born followers, and I don't want to say a natural born follower is just somebody that can't think for themselves, but they don't have the capacity to lead an entire group. Because once you're a leader, you kind of have to think for everybody else while also letting them use their individuality yes. to help you lead them. So, yeah, being the difference between a follower and a leader is like I say listening skills and just being able to take action. It's just it's just gotta be able to listen to those behind you. Go ahead. Do you know what Kanye said about that? What did he say? He said like it was like, Are you a leader or a follower? I'd rather be a dick than a swallower. Ooh. Isn't that good? That's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. That's a really yeah. Might be my next in uh, Instagram cash. Hey, That's I'll cool. let you have it. Yeah, that was a go. Whoever gets to it first. We can both use it, it doesn't matter. But Yeah, I can't use it. Yeah. Back to what I was saying though, like Yeah, so some people are just natural born followers and if they you can upgrade your position to a leader if you just take the time to learn the qualities, but some people are better at yeah having an expertise and then they need somebody to help them use that expertise. Yeah. They clocks clocks are clocks, you know what I'm saying? And within the clock is the the turn thingies, what they call those? The hands? No, not the hands. The damn. The motors. I guess you could call them motors. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's right there, but y'all know. I know what you're talking about because yeah. it's on the tip of my tongue. So it's in there, and it's all working together to make this clock spin around. So followers and leaders, it's all based on being able to listen and being able to act. So if you. You just gotta be the one to start it. So I'll just be like, all right, I'll do it, cause I don't feel like waiting nobody, waiting yeah, nobody else. Yeah, I relate to that. I'm a Kickstarter. I gotta get, it, I gotta get it started now. We gotta yeah. get it going, by Like, there is strength though, I think, to being not a fo- like a follower, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like knowing how to do that, cause mm-hmm. it's definitely a different way of thinking. Yeah. And also, if you think about like where we are at USC, everyone had to have been like relatively remarkable to get here. Yeah. But like, not everyone here is a leader. Some people literally like they know their places to like yeah. just listen and like sit in the back of the room or mm-hmm. not do anything. And I'm like, what? But we need those types. Yeah, of we need people. everyone. And is you know I call them essential workers. It's, it's like. One thing I I thought about, it was like, 
Okay, we all have our own mindsets. Me, I feel like, again, I'm a natural born leader. So I'm Aquarius. <laughs> yeah. So I'm inclined to think that, okay, I have to lead the pack. And one thing I have to realize is that not everybody thinks like that. Isn't that crazy? And I yeah. have to sit back and say, well, we need people who don't want to be like super powerful. I'm not going to say super yeah. wealthy, but we need people that's going to be okay with yeah. being mediocre. With we, being lame. Yeah. With being so losers. people who we, there's people out here like they want to do plumbing. What? Which they, is, that, they, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because it's a completely different way of yeah, and like conceptualizing life. Mm-hmm. And we got we need people who are into cars to be mechanics, but not people who just want to work on luxury cars, but people yeah. who are okay with working on neighborhood cars or just being like yeah. the neighborhood mechanic, the city mechanic. And it's people in these positions and we need smaller people, not to say that we're above anybody, but. Everything adds up and people add on to each other and everybody needs each other. So we need these people that are quote unquote small, people that are quote unquote lame. We need weird people to give us ideas. We need natural born leaders to vocalize these ideas. We need, I would say we need thieves, but we need thieves to understand what safety means. You know, it's just like. Yeah, everything, there's a reason for everything. Yeah. That's the, the concept of dialectism and like yin and yang Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like philosophic and then also i guess religious like principles that just are fully centered around this idea of like we need like it's all about balance between like light and darkness good and evil and stuff like that you should look into it yeah i really love uh not is it taoism yeah taoism falls into uh yin and yang right yeah if i'm not mistaken yeah i love that stuff but i never know if it's taoism or taoism yes I know the difference, but I don't want to just start picking my brain because yeah. it'll get stuck on the tip of my tongue yeah. and be here all night. But, uh, yeah, so I was saying all that to say, if kickstart it if you feel like it needs to be started. Don't wait on somebody else to do it because if you wait too long, the time will pass. And that's another thing with, like, ideas and stuff. That's something I was uh, understanding is that ideas are – is. I'm not going to say it's never a such thing as an original idea, but ideas are just made up from previous information that we learn and put together in a way that sparked something quote unquote new. But out of everything, it's a chance that the idea that you have to do something has already been thought of, but it's yours right now. So while it's yours, make something of it. You yeah, know what I, mean? so, I live in a world where I'm like, no, it's just me. Yeah. I'm the only one who has this thought right now. Yeah. And it's like, it's same thing even with this podcast. I, I had the idea for it for a minute, for a few years. And then it was like, okay, Austin, if you don't start it, I'm going to get an idea to somebody else and then they're going to do it. And you have to mm. think of something new. So it's all about Facts. ideas, choose who they want to be a part of and who they end up becoming a part of have to act on that idea in a certain time frame or it's going to leave and it's going to go to somebody else in a big way i was uh sort of conceptualizing this to like let people understand like this is real it's like have you ever been in class and you get an idea in your head Mm -hmm. and you want to say it so bad but somebody else answered before you and you go damn they took my idea you know what i'm saying so a lot of that manifests itself into real life so if you got an idea act on it and 
damn, I need to get past the high school stage. So Wait, no, oh. but because I have an idea. You okay. can finish up the high school, but I'm going to ask next about your perception of yourself now and like how all of that has like shaped who like, I am. Yeah, today. and oh. like who you are as an almost 19-year-old. True that. All right, let's see. Uh, where I was at in high school. Okay. Uh, by junior year, I knew a lot of the faculty. I was okay with, I'm more than okay with my teachers. Like, I can go to any of the teachers that I knew and get a good recommendation. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? That's 11th grade year. Going into 12th grade year, much of the same. Just being Austin, understanding who people are and getting interested in their lives and just stepping outside of myself. And instead of asking, what can I get out of this person? It's more like, what can I do? Yeah, what can I do for this person? How can I be the one of the founding principles of the school I went to? Was how can I be a man for others? So I love that. Like that, that indoctrinated itself within me. A man for others, without even trying. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it just how can I be a man for others? And in turn, people are gonna wanna be of help to yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? It's just natural. I feel like. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, there's a lot of teachings about, like, karma and all of that other stuff. But I truly think that, like, when it comes to, like, altruism and, like, kindness and, like, love, mm -hmm. it literally always comes back. Yeah, just be able to step outside of yourself and help people. And they might not always help back, but something's going to happen. Yeah. And don't just do it because you think something or you know something is going to happen back. Don't go give money to a charity because you think you're going to get a hundred times the money back you probably never see that money again but like at least give it out the kindness of your heart because another thing i was learning is that the heart bumps these the heart when the heart pounds or what do it do beats oh beats. yeah when the heart beats <laughs> it's beating like small electromagnetic waves like it's creating an electromagnetic field around the body you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's what they call your aura. Yeah. And your aura is who you are. And that's what's uh, projected onto other people. So you, when you do things out the kindness of your heart, you like dead ass doing them out the kindness of your heart. And you begin to shape your aura in a way to where it's like, now people can read who you are before you even open your mouth. You just mm -hmm. got, but you got to be aware of that, that principle. And then deliberately become that person if you're not already that person and just it's not gonna look the same as it may for everybody else it might not look the same for you as it looked for me and that's okay you got to become your own person so i got like awards in high school for like just being myself like which one did you or how did it work at your school it was like uh i don't know the teachers nominate you mm -hmm. for one of them you get nominated for and then that graduation is, is voted by the students, uh -huh. right? So the one I got nominated for was called the, uh, it's Tatted Omi, and I forget the name of the fucking. Uh, Wait. I got. How I, many tattoos do you have? Uh, two. Okay. I got these two on my shoulders. And then. um. Don't you have one on your leg, or am I tripping? Uh, yeah. Was that not a real? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I got these two on my okay. shoulders that here. Yeah, I got these two on my shoulders that uh, represent what are they called? Is uh, these are the labyrinth crosses, and that was the award I got from my school. It was like um, something. The description of the award was that the student was able to connect with faculty, was able to connect 
able to connect with students and was able to do extracurriculars and then excel at academics all at the same time mm -hmm. and just being able to build just being a good person overall this student yeah. was a good person overall and that was given to me by teachers like yeah. they had to vote on it, it was no say so in the student yeah. thing and they gave that to me just by experiencing who i am and i i didn't know about the award they don't tell you what the mm -hmm. award is or how to achieve it and it was just something i ended up getting from being myself i was yeah. never trying to get that's really special yeah i wasn't trying to get nothing out of nobody you know yeah. i'm just trying to live on in life and i got my own goals and aspirations of course but the only way to get to them is just by you know just taking the steps i need to take and yeah just had impacts on people that you meet um and then the award that i got from the students at graduation was the leadership award and the leadership award was the student that i guess you could say all the uh, kids in that class, so it was 165 of us, felt like they can count on to be a leader. Yeah. You know what I'm Somebody that was cool with everybody, basically just cool with everybody. Like out of, out of the 165 people I graduated with, I could tell you I knew for sure a good 80% of them. And even if it wasn't by like first name, we could recognize each other off experiences and that's some a student who has had a, a impact on every single student in the class and that's that's voted on voting you don't even get to like yeah ask for the votes you know what i'm saying they send out the google we we go into i forget how we did it i think it was in like in the gym or something and then you, you vote for it and it's like a process so it's like it start with a big list and then it goes down and it goes down and it goes down we keep voting mm -hmm. and then that's not something you just ask for votes on that's you right. can't so it's, yeah, it's awkward if you're asking. Yeah, it's not a campaign or nothing. It's yeah. just like they send it out and be like, all right, vote again, and then you vote. And then you get the award at graduation. And getting that award was like a big shock to me. I was like, dang, y'all. I mean, I know I'm cool with y'all, but by, yeah. by the time I look up from looking at my feet, I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, I know almost everybody in here. Right. So, like, we're talking about how mm -hmm. our perceptions of ourselves don't always align with, like, the way that other people see us. Yeah. And, like, clearly, like, you are a remarkable person. Like, you're at USC, you've, like, lived this life, and then you've gotten those two awards. So, yeah. like, do you think that right now your perception of who you are is, like, positive and then also actually representative of who you are mm, okay i say in terms of like who i am hourly as a person even like when i'm by myself how i interact with myself yes do you say do i think it's a good like is it a good representing me re representation of me yeah yeah i don't feel like when i meet people or when i know people i just give them who i am you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. Just, I try to be as authentic as possible. Mm -hmm. And when I say as authentic, uh, as authentic as possible, I'm not saying when I'm upset, I'm yelling at them. Or when I'm sad, I'm crying on them. It's like, however I'm feeling, if I can express it in a way that they can understand what I'm going through. And if I need space, I can get space. I do that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if I'm feeling some type of way, 
I'll distance myself until I can get my thoughts together and be right. able to express that out. Sometimes, even I'm not saying I'm the perfect human being at all either. It's it's been times where I've like I don't know had outbursts. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But I'm human at the same time. So okay, you had an outburst. For one, whatever was going on, it's not as serious as it was made out to be. You know what I'm saying? So be willing to apologize even if you wasn't in the wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's just something I feel like I've done a good job at getting good at. I used to be bad at that where I feel like, oh, if they're in the wrong, they're in the wrong. I'm not saying nothing else to them. They owe me an apology. Yeah. Even though I may feel like I'm owed an apology, I'm going to apologize because I don't want that heaviness on my right. heart. So my perception of it is, you know what? Understand everybody for who they could be because you don't know everybody but try to give them the benefit of the doubt don't just think everybody is out against out against you because how would you feel if somebody saw you that way and just thought that every action that you was doing was on purpose to get out at them basically what i'm saying just don't take shit personal it's a very graceful way to live yeah it's just nothing against you nothing is ever against you even if all the cards seem against you Everybody is having their own thoughts. Facts. Nobody is truly. No one cares. Yeah, nobody is truly no like thinking about you. We're not yeah. saying that in a way to where it's like, oh, you don't mean shit. But it's like, stop thinking so much about what other people are thinking. I see people on a daily basis, and you know they probably forget my face as soon as I walk past you them. Do. So yeah, I'm willing to do, do what wh- you gotta whatever do. I want. So one thing that is really important to note is that people don't care what you do. As long as it don't negatively impact them, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if you want to be weird and dress weird or quote-unquote weird or be yourself, do that. As long as it's not impacting my life in any way. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Just, Austin says no weirdos. I love weirdos. You know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> no. Never mind. He said he loves freaks. I love being yeah, not free. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a joke. I mean, this. <laughs> <it's, laughs> Nah, (laughs) but nah, it's like, just be all of yourself as long as it's not at the inconvenience of anybody else. Because once you start to impact somebody else, like, that's when it's like, they have to wake up from their little world and uh, And react to this. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. When it comes to, like, stuff that I think about on my own, it's really like, mm -hmm. like, I'm good at, like, outward life you know what i'm saying just being able to become friends with I a agree. lot of people i feel like but, you flow you like know how to flow yeah but when it comes to like <laughs> i guess you could say like uh love life i really don't understand it and it's like i really don't understand it and it's just i don't know something that i'm figuring out day by day and it's you're never gonna figure it out until <laughs> that one day you do that's what i'm guessing that's yeah like i think that's how it like, goes and you just gotta yeah and anybody else that may think the same thing just just go with your gut feeling on stuff and usually it's probably right fuck around and find out yeah. <laughs> just kidding but yeah so in terms of like understanding how i act out towards people and who i am around people i feel like i got a pretty good perception of that but i also what I like to kind of do is to make sure I'm continuously building on it. I've been like writing down, like keeping up with myself in a way. Like 
just understanding how I'm going through the process of life and understanding like the accomplishments accomplishments yeah. that I'm achieving. You yeah. Know, I kind of forget sometimes yeah. that I'm a freshman in college and the things that I've been able to achieve in this year alone, moving to another state across the country, it's kind of insane. California. So, uh, knows how to party. Yeah. Uh, California. Uh, California. Uh, uh. In the city. <laughs> yeah. But man, it's crazy. And just being able to, just every night, just, oh no. Oh shit, I forgot to write for the day. Whatever. If you miss a couple of days, that's cool. But <laughs> had to. Just confirm my own. <laughs> but uh but um yeah, so I just try to keep up and keep like weekly check-ins of myself of who I'm becoming and what I'm achieving and that I feel like that allows things to flow a lot smoother because mm-hmm. after a recap of your week, you see how you were in the situations that you were in. You yeah. start to remember the situations that you were put in. So you know, next time when this happens, oh, I don't have to react that way. Mm, let me make sure I apologize to so-and-so for this, yeah. this, and that. Because even though it may be something that you feel like has blown over, everybody has their own way of thinking of stuff. And if you feel like you did something to somebody or if you did do something to somebody, that's still lingering on their mind as well, maybe. You know what I'm saying? They might have tried to put it out. But it's important to, even if you think it's blown over, go apologize for it if you haven't. And just address that situation for what it is because the thing about the human mind is one thing it ain't gonna do is forget you know what i'm saying you can forgive and you can let go but it's not gonna forget that moment if the moment wasn't quote-unquote completed in in their mind like you might be done with it but they might not be you know what i'm saying so you gotta go back and make sure you you cross all your t's and dot all your i's just make sure you don't got no bad blood with anybody. And a quote that I really hate is like burning bridges, shit like that. Nigga, don't burn a bridge. Excuse me, I'm trying to stop saying the L word on the podcast because it's going out to like way more than black people. Now that I figure it so out, let it's crazy. Other bla- let's let our other black non-black friends they, learn about. Yeah, it. they can hear it, but this is, oh, true, actually yeah, not mixed company. Never yeah, mind. it's Never okay. Mind. I love everybody who listens, but facts. Yeah, dog, don't burn no bridges, dog. True, don't because like. You don't never know when you're going to have to cross that mug True. again. And also, there's no need to burn it. Yeah, like... Just save the fire. Yeah. So, you know, to bring in back the, the Labyrinth Cross that I was talking about, the Labyrinth Cross is basically like a maze. And it's like, you got you, you got an entrance, and then along the path of life, it's like a maze. So you're meeting all these different people. And in a maze, you're going to go back sometimes, and you're going to meet the same people and reconnect with them, and then... Along the lines, you may meet new people, and then there's one way in, and there's one way out, and that's through life, and then through death. So you come Oof. in, you meet all these people, and then on your way out, you saying bye to them, I guess. So boom, you out, and that's what these labyrinth crosses symbolize for me. You know what I'm saying? It's like being able to meet as many as people as I can, connect yeah. with as many as people as I can. Not because I want to be uh the most popular but just because i like to learn from mm-hmm. a lot of different people and a lot of different people have a lot of different information in them and you know i really appreciate when people come up to me and talk to me about the podcast and tell yeah. me that they listen because i'm like oh people actually listen i th- it's gonna like this is like <laughs> it's an important thing like i feel like 
the podcast is going to like be around at least for college because yeah. I think it gives I mean we go to school and it's we were talking about this but like you forget that so many people here are really mm-hmm. smart or like interesting or they have things to say or things to share yeah so I feel like this creates like a really like safe and like comfortable and like special and, platform to like and, they like and that's important to like give voices uh-huh. to people and then so I don't know getting up on 55 minutes but yeah yeah it's about time to wrap up the birthday yeah yeah so i get to this is that a a good sole purpose i one i thank you you made it this far but a good sole purpose of this podcast is to give people that i know and that i meet a platform to tell their stories you know because there's people out here that have stories that need to be told and Again, I got the idea to do this because I wish it was a platform that had people tell their stories and not just some niche, you know what I'm saying? Just stories from all over, from all different types of people. And I'm like, if anybody going to do it, it should be me at this point. So Hey, the Aquarius, I'm telling you, you need to look up like the age of Aquarius. Yes. So I'm I'm getting my friends on. I'm getting professors Mm -hmm. on. Soon enough, you know, may have celebrities on. You know, they, it may reach out to celebrities. These might, this might be the episode, but stuff like hey, that. This is all select calling all celebrities. Man, anybody that want to get on, come on. You know what I'm saying? Share the episode because it helped me and it helped you out. The more you share the episode, the more I get to right. interact with more like, people. Like, comment, and subscribe. Like I tell y'all this, if y'all still listening, I got an episode coming out with a dude. I did, I did the episode with him. He live in New York. New York. And I did it over like over the computer. That's crazy. And it's it's gonna be really good. His That's name really cool. his name is Brian Airstock. Really cool guy. And then another guy that I that came to mind when I uh thought about people just interacting with me is my boy Aurelio. And uh he's in our marketing class. But he's in my marketing discussion. Okay. My boy Aurelio dog, he really cool guy, came up to me, introduced himself and I'm like, Man, that's dope. And that's just because he felt like he he wanted to connect with me. I'm like, he man, listens that, to your podcast, or he wants to. Be I here. put him on to it because he didn't oh. know. He was like asking me like what type of business and stuff I had because he had just yeah. heard what the professor was oh. saying and he was paying attention. But really dope dude. So interactions like that and people swiping up, listening to the reels or whatever. That pff, I wish I recorded this, but that's what you have to imagine what we look like in my yeah. apartment. <laughs> cool, all over. Yeah. Candles burning. I'm sitting in this big uh. The what's bean bag. Called? Everyone yeah. loves it. Every the anyone, bag time is anyone comes so over, so cool. They, yeah. they sit in it. So yeah. So cool and dog. And All right. Yeah. We, I need to get. What is the one thing that you want to tell yourself? Oops. oops. Hit myself. <laughs> what is one thing that you want to tell yourself, your future self, in like a year from now? Like, what do you want to say? Um. Let's see. This is uh, your lot. You're the thing. This is for my 19-year-olds. This is this is okay. This is all right, Austin. This is going to you. Um, for one, I'm pretty sure it worked out. Whatever you're thinking about right now, it worked out. It worked out. Uh, travel the world, see everything that you can see. Money coming soon. I'm telling you, like this coming from the 18 to the 19. Dog, I know the money coming. You're gonna be the one to get it year after maybe, but. Just find love within yourself before you look for it in other people. And be sure of that. And don't be scared to just meet people. You know, I know you uh big uh 
extroverted guy and sometimes it gets scary to meet people but keep stepping out like you do keep introducing yourself to these big names these authors that you meet i'm at an author today but really keep meeting these authors keep meeting these movie stars and keep putting yourself in environments and getting in environments and making the most of your opportunity that's what i say when you feel the opportunity is right that's when you do it and keep trusting that gut feeling and building your intuition much of the same shit we've been doing it's not too new it's nothing i could tell you that's really too new just keep on going being you dog yeah thank you for wait i got you this far uh you should be thanking me at this point anyways yeah how do i how would i do that well i'm glad i got to run this race before you ran it you know what i'm saying and just know i'm handing you this stick you got some big shoes to fill in, nigga. We went crazy for our 18th year. <laughs> that, that was pretty, like, that was a long sentence. Yeah, my bad. That was a run-on. That was for me. That, if any, no, that was know cool. If no, that was cool. Part. You just whipped that up. All right, but thank y'all for listening, dog. And happy birthday to me, I guess. Happy birthday to Austin. He's thank 19 y'all. years old. Man, this is crazy. Last year as a teenager. Oh, you ain't got to say that for <laughs> I mean, True it that, hits. Though. Let's end it. All right. Thank you for Bye. the Bye. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.